Hey guys, welcome back to Growing in Christ. I am your host, Shadora Foy, and today we are still on why should God, I meant why should we desire God. So the last topic that we had is was God desires us, but this topic is why should we desire God. Now the last time we were talking about the reason for desiring God is because he's our life, you know, he gives us that peace, he gives us strength, and um, today I wanted to talk about how God gives us joy and light. And that's another reason why he is our life, because without joy and without light, life would not be, we wouldn't have that abundance of life, you know, without just living life depressed or living life just existing and not really having that joy that God gives or not having that light to light our paths and to direct us or that light to like show us what's what and give us a clearer view of our surroundings. So um, first we're going to be talking about the joy and I want to I want you all to grab your Bibles and your notebooks, papers, pencils and stuff like that to take notes. And let's go ahead and turn to Ecclesiastes 9 and 7. So Ecclesiastes 9 and 7 says, Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. So um, this verse is just talking about how God has accepted our works. He has already seen what we're going to do from beginning to end. So there's no reason, there's no real reason to worry about life. You know, to when you're worrying, you're not usually joyful about worrying about different things. But when you're living life with that ease, knowing that God has accepted your works it's like whoo now now you can relax you're not on your toes anymore you can eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart knowing that god delights himself within your works and that truly is a blessing it truly does bring that sense of joy and almost that sense of peace as well um the next scripture is proverbs 10 and 28 So again, that is Proverbs 10 and 28, which states, The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. So the hope of the righteous will be gladness. So our hope will be fulfilled. You know, it will bring us the sense of happiness, but the expectations of the wicked will perish. So how they expect things to go, how they desire things to go, it won't work out the way that they wanted it to or the way that they expected it to. And so their expectations will perish, but our hopes will be fulfilled and it will fill us with this sense of gladness and the sense of joy. And then the next scripture is 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9. Oops. 
So again, that is 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9, which says, Whom having not seen you love, through though, sorry, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So it's talking about how we have not seen Jesus Christ, so we do not get the pleasure of seeing Jesus Christ um, as the apostles did in this time when they were able to see him and love him, though this is after he ascended into heaven. But they got to walk with him in different things, but we have not seen him, though we yet believe in him and we rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory receiving the end of our faith and the salvation of our souls so like this joy that we feel knowing that jesus christ is for us and not against us knowing that this man that we've never seen loves us so greatly to die on the cross for us he loves us so greatly to be an interceder for us to the father he loves us so greatly to allow himself to be that gateway for us to be adopted by the father and it gives us this sense of inexpressible joy like not just regular joy but that that joy that is just so hard to express that is so hard to explain because it's like it's just a good feeling you know almost like saying about how God is our life because that that joy that you feel is like it's like the the height of life it's like what life is about to feel that joy of salvation to feel that joy that christ brings to our hearts because we know him and because we call him our friend um the next scripture i would like to go to is romans fifteen thirteen. So again, that is Romans 15 and 13, which states, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So saying that God, the God of hope, you know, the God that gives us our hope will fill us with that joy and that peace in believing and believing in Jesus Christ and believing that God is our hope and believing that he provides us with peace and strength and believing that he is our life that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit so like abounding in hope in the hope of God is truly something you know and then the next scripture is Nehemiah 8 and 10.
So again, that is Nehemiah 8 and 10. I'm just gonna... Oh, there we go. <laughs> 8 and 10. Alrighty. Which says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So I really love that last part of the scripture where it says, Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So again, like I had stated before, the last um, podcast episode, we had talked about peace and strength. So not only does God supply us strength, but the joy of the Lord is our strength, you know. So just being joyful in the Lord, just being joyful in knowing the Lord gives you this sense of strength, you know, the having a good life because you are in the Lord gives you this strength and this great feeling and this um power if you will because of that joy um so that's truly something to remember that just the joy of the lord is your strength because i know me personally sometimes i get away from that you know sometimes i'm so boggled down by the mistakes that i make or by the things that's going on in the world and i get worried and that makes me weak that makes me lose my strength versus just realizing that the joy of the Lord is my strength or just thinking that, God, I got to be stronger. I have to fight temptation better than this, God. I need to do more than what I'm doing and not realizing that sometimes it's not about doing something to prove that you're strong, but it's just basking in the joy of the Lord, just saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for loving me. God, I'm so glad that you woke me up today. God, I'm so glad that I have you. I'm so glad that I can listen to your word, that I can read your word, that I I can just listen to music that praises you, God. I'm so glad about those things. I'm so glad that I'm alive to give you so many more praises from my mouth, oh God. Like, that gives you this sense of strength. When you just praise the Lord and when you just get joyful because you have the Lord, that just illuminates you. So, um, the I believe that is actually the last scripture for this section talking about joy. So, yes, just being joyful in the Lord because he supplies us with a joy that is so unexplainable. Um, one time, one of my pastors at the church were talking about a difference between like joy and happiness. And it's true. There's them things on the in this world that can supply us with happiness, but only the Lord can supply us with that true fullness of joy, that fulfilling joy that we have just knowing that God is our God, that God is King, God is Lord. It's a it's a strength that we have knowing that Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we can be adopted as one of God's children. And that's one that's one reason 
to desire God. I mean, not only are these um, reasons that he is our life, but they are reasons to desire him. And not only desire him, but they are reasons to talk about him, to witness to others. Because there are so many people in the world right now and even after this time, even before this time, that need that joy. They have tons of happiness. They have happiness supplied from the world, whether it be with money, whether it be with people, whether it be with drugs, alcohol, whatever it be. They have tons of happiness. They are full of happiness, doing fun activities. You know, it doesn't even have to be bad. Just doing fun activities, whether it be sports or something like that. But at the end of the day, do they really have a joy, an unexplainable joy? Have they ever experienced that joy of the Lord that gives them strength you know sometimes their happiness tires you out you know when you spend a whole day just joking and hanging out with your friends you're tired afterwards versus you're praising God and you get so caught up in it and it's like you're so excited about God that you have strength to praise God for hours you know you're getting strengthened by being joyful in the Lord. You're not getting tired by it, but you're getting strengthened by it. So, you know, something where you put out and you get something put back into you. And that's one reason. That's another reason why we love God, because we put out to him and he puts back into us. And that is a true relationship right there. That is a blessed, healthy relationship. So, yes, just being joyful i mean it is really a blessing it's like one privilege you know it's almost like a superpower a christian superpower that we have for knowing god is just being joyful it's not just being happy but it's being joyful and i'm really pushing this because i feel that um i'm talking to myself as well because personally i need to be more joyful because that is a gift that God has given me that everybody in the world does not have. Everybody in the world does not know what joy feels like, what unexplainable joy feels like. Everybody in the world does not know the feeling of getting strength by just being joyful in the Lord. So that is a gift that God has given me and I should use it. I should use my joy to the fullest. I should be joyful. You know, I should be happy in the Lord I should be glad I should be full of gladness no matter the circumstances just always being content and filled with joy because the joy of the Lord doesn't leave happiness leaves but the joy of the Lord doesn't leave and no matter in what situation so um, I'm really pressing this because I'm kind of talking to myself and as I'm saying it just thinking and um, praying like God how can I be more joyful how can I show more joy in my life you know it's so easy to always think about critiquing yourself or edifying yourself but it's really hard to just sit down and be still and just be joyful it's almost like it's a it's like a, a no-no you know for me personally just like no it's not okay to just be still and be joyful. You always have to do works. You always have to do something. But sometimes God just wants us to have the joy of the Lord so that we can have strength, you know? Because it's, it's easy to always put out, but sometimes you have to sit down and get things poured into you. So, yes. Um, just wanted to uh, share that part. And now we can go on to talking about the light of the Lord and how he is you know we all know that he is the light and the way um 
you know, we're always praying that God direct our paths and different things like that. So, excuse me, I would love to start with uh, John 8 and 12. So again, that is John chapter 8 and verse 12, which says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So Jesus Christ is telling us that if we follow him, we don't walk in darkness, but we have the light of life, you know? So... I mean, I don't know who's ever, like, walked in darkness before, but not only I, me personally, when I walk in darkness, I don't feel too confident. I'm always scared that I'm going to step on something that I'm not supposed to, that I'm going to bump into something that I'm not supposed to. I don't, I don't feel that confident, and I don't feel that comfortable because I'm like, I don't want to step on anything. I don't want to break anything. I don't want to bump into anything or hurt myself, you know, so... It's a walk of just not being confident, just having that low confidence about you don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, you can feel around as much as you want to. You can try to remember what it was like before when the lights were on and like what it looked like, but it's still hard. It's still like that lack of confidence. It's almost like a fear that you're going to step on something that you're not supposed to. That you're going to bump into a wall or bump into something. Possibly break something. So basically when you choose God and when you choose Jesus Christ and choose to accept his light into your life. You lose that lack of confidence. You gain confidence because now you can see where you're going. Now you can see what you're doing. You lose that fear because it's like you don't have a fear of bumping into anything because now you can see. And um, that's what God does for us. He takes away that lack of confidence, that fear that we have. Because um, a lot of people, when they live life, they don't know what they're doing. There are so many people that live life that just don't know what they're doing. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing because it's like you're bumping into something, but you don't know what it is and everything looks black you're stepping on something but you don't know what it is you're and some people even choose to just be still because you're so afraid that you're going to bump into something that you're just still there are people who are like you know what i'm just gonna be stuck where i'm at i'm gonna be stuck at the job that i'm at because i really don't know what job would be good for me i really don't know what job i want to choose you know what i'm just gonna be stuck in the situation that i'm in because i really don't know how to get out of it i really i'm really afraid to make the wrong step there are so many people who do that there are so many people who just stay where they're at and there's so many people who just just walk and shove things out of their way they're just like oh my gosh I don't care if I break something I'm just gonna get through I don't even know where I'm going but I'm just gonna break anything because I can't see anything and it's frustrating me there are people who do that and just shove their way through life you know and just push things down and knock things down and don't care what they break but God gives us that light to be able to see to be able to see where we're going to be able to see what we're doing to be able to see the obstacles in our path to be able to see the things not to knock down and not to break and different things like that so 
that is truly a blessing that we have that. And that's another gift from God, that light that we have, that to be able to see and not just shove things out of our way because we're angry because we can't see or just be still and stuck in a certain situation because we're scared to walk because we don't know what we're going to step on or we don't know what we're going to bump into. Um, the next scripture that I like to go to is John 1 and 4. So John 1 and 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, <clears throat> excuse me. This verse is saying that life was in Jesus Christ. Life is in Jesus Christ. And the life was the light of men. So, the life that is in Jesus Christ is the light of men. He lights our paths. He shows us. And one way that Jesus Christ can be seen as the light is because him coming and showing us how to act. Showing us how to walk with the Father. How to have a relationship with the Father. How to walk in love. How to um, do the right thing. How to pray. You know, just so many things that he taught us that shows that his life was the light. Showing us how to be showing us how to act because so many times we were in darkness watching other people who are wicked and there are wicked people who have the spotlight like um before jesus christ it was talking about how jesus christ came and was talking to the synagogues and the pharisees those were those on the priests and the elders of the church who were doing wrong. Those were people who had the spotlight and were doing wrong. But those are the people that they looked to. So it was almost like a darkness that the people had to look towards to be their example. But now with Jesus' life and with his coming and with him showing us how to truly act as God's children. Really brought that sense of light into play. Um... The next scripture I'd like to go to is John 1 and 9. So just staying in this chapter here and just dropping down to verse 9. says, That was the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. So he gives light to every man. So, you know, God allows Jesus Christ to give light to all of us. There's no specific person, there's no particular person, but his light is allowed to every person. Um the next scripture that I would like to go to is Matthew 4 and 16. So Matthew 4 and 16 says the people who sat in darkness saw a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. So, just, this is about, like, the coming of Jesus Christ, and how, and even just when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, you know, you once sat in darkness, but then you saw a great light in your light. There are people who sat in darkness. There are people who are sitting in darkness and need to see this great light. And upon those who sat in the region in the shadow of death, light has dawned. So those people who are just sitting in death, you know, they are in the shadow of death. They are just surrounded by a dead community, by a dead job, by just having a 
dead cycle of addiction you know they have light that has dawned on them and that is something that we as um, Christians are supposed to do that is why we are supposed to witness to shine light upon those people who are in the shadow of death to shine light on those people who sit in darkness you know to be able to show them the light of Christ um the next scripture that I'd like to turn to is 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. I meant 4 and 6, sorry. So again, that is 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, which says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be... Oh, sorry. I keep on saying 7. I'm so sorry. It is 2 Corinthians 4 and 6. I'm so sorry. Um, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So it is God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. So I, I really like that part, you know, that, you know, just thinking about how Jesus Christ came to us in man form. And he, you know, he was born in Bethlehem and he was, he was a king, but he wasn't born in the palace. You know, he wasn't, he didn't grow up in the palace, you know, um, he, I'm sure he had money, but like no real big status or anything. And just this verse saying, who commanded light to shine out of the darkness. So not on the darkness, but just out of it. Meaning that Jesus was amongst the darkness. He was amongst the sinners. He was amongst the Gentiles, the tax collectors, you know, the adulterers, the, um, um, just the fornicators, all those people. He was among those people in darkness and he shone out of the darkness. Um, and then going further in the verse where it says, Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So just to give us the light of knowledge. Just having that understanding about different things. Even the parables that Jesus taught. Even about just understanding and how to pray. How to have a relationship with the Father and walk with the Father. So yes... So that is the end of today's podcast, just talking about joy and light, about how God is our joy, He's our light, He gives us those things, and um, that truly is a blessing to have those things from the Lord. And yes, and just to um, use those things more often use our joy, you know, express our light, shine our light. Um, so yes, and just connecting your faith with God's promises, knowing that God supplies us with joy and he supplies us with that light and he has supplied us with Jesus Christ to be there for us and that we can witness and be great. 
And so I'm going to leave you all with that. And I love you all. And I pray that you all have a blessed day. And goodbye.